Hi, I'm Julie Duell, and you're listening to the Ignite Sparks podcast. My guest today is Assistant City Manager Allison McCormick, and we wanted to talk today about our diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Julie. I'm happy to be here. Well, I'm excited to talk about this. I think it's just a very important topic, and I think it's kind of a misunderstood topic as well. So I really wanted to talk to you about our initiatives and why they are important to the city. I just created a video recently and I talked to department heads kind of about what these initiatives were. And I remember Assistant City Manager John Martini talking about a book that you are reading. Can you talk about that? Sure. The book is called The Conversation. It's written by a gentleman named Robert Livingston. And it's really uh, talking about how to talk about race and why talking about race matters. And how has that worked into our initiatives that we're working here on the city? So the department heads here at the city have started essentially a book club to talk about the conversation. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a really interesting way to get to know each other better um, and on a completely different level than uh, just the normal everyday working relationship. Um, but, you know, that that book club has really guided the work we are doing to try to make the city a more equitable and inclusive place for all people. So let's talk about that a little bit. Um, And I do, like I was saying before, I kind of do think it's a misunderstood topic. So let's really start with what is diversity, equity, and inclusion? Sure. So diversity acknowledges the differences in each of us. That could be different genders, gender identities, ethnicities, uh, cultures, upbringings, ideas, ages, abilities, experiences, uh, all of those different factors and more that really make each person different. So I think people sometimes just group these. And so what is equity then? Sure. So equity means, for us at least, ensuring that every person has what they need to be successful. Uh, It's not about treating everybody the same. That would be equality. Um, You may have seen the there's a a cartoon floating around the Internet uh, where there's three people standing on boxes uh, behind a fence trying to watch a baseball game. And one person is really tall and can see well over the fence, even without a box. One person is kind of medium height and can see over the fence with a box. And one person is pretty short and can't see over the fence even with one box. So that that's a version of equality. And then equity would be the super tall person doesn't need a box at all and can still see over the fence. Uh, the average person needs one box and the shorter person needs two boxes to be able to watch the game. Um, So equity is when everybody has what they need to be able to watch that game and enjoy. Whatever box size they need to to be able to, or not to be able to watch that game. Yes, exactly. That's a great visual. And I, and I think that really helps me even kind of understand that because I is, I do think it's important that we all have what we need and especially in the workforce to do our jobs, to make sure that we have what we need to do our jobs. Yes, exactly. You know, equality in the workforce would be everybody gets a computer and that's what they get to do their job, whatever their job is. But we have so many different jobs at the city. A lot of us, myself included, work in an office. And yes, I absolutely need a computer to be effective in my job. Uh, But maybe a street maintenance worker doesn't need a computer every day to do their job. They probably need 
you know, specialized equipment right. um, to seal cracks in our roads and make sure that our, our roads are swept to take care of stormwater and air quality concerns. Um, and I certainly don't need a street sweeper to do Not my in job. Your office, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think it would fit. No, no. And, you know, it even boils down to, too, like for my job, I need access to um, certain programs to edit videos and to do things like that, that not everybody else would need. But in order to do my job, I, I need those that certain software, certain things. Right. And I, I don't need that software for my job, even though we both work largely in the office. Um, and frankly, I wouldn't know what to do with some of that specialized software, right. software and specialized equipment that you use. So kind of a broad question, but why is this so important to the city? We are primarily a service organization. We serve residents, we serve businesses, we serve visitors, and we will do all of those things better if we have a better and more all-encompassing understanding of what each of those groups needs from us. And we can't have that broader understanding if we don't have a range of perspectives, either talking to us from the community or within the workforce. Um, I'm going to ask you too, because I remember going to a workshop that you put on, Tiffany Young in particular, I think, um, put the workshop on. And to me, it was just so incredibly useful for me to understand these initiatives. What was that about and who came to that those specific uh, workshops? We have done so far two workshops with Tiffany Young. Uh, she is a consultant on cultural competency, uh, which to paraphrase what that means is essentially building understanding around people from different backgrounds than your own. Um, so she held one workshop for department heads and mid-management folks, and then another workshop for our city council members to really get this conversation around diversity, equity, and inclusion started. And I do remember doing a video right after that and talking with her and, and really talking to our mayor and council members about how important that was to them and, and really how it how it kind of turned turned the page a little bit or did a little flip of a switch to really making sure that, that they understand that and why it's important. And I, I just thought those um those workshops were fantastic. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um working with Tiffany has been pretty incredible. And, and we're excited to keep working with her on a more broad basis uh, with workshops for more city employees in the future. I can imagine that this is really um, helping us with our recruitment um, initiatives. I know we have a lot of positions open here at the City of Sparks. We have 34 new positions that were approved with this budget cycle. How is that helping with our recruitment? So this focus on equity and inclusion is helping us to reassess uh, what barriers our job descriptions themselves might have and whether those barriers actually serve the city's business needs. Uh, so we are kind of looking at job descriptions as we post jobs with a fresh set of eyes to see if those minimum qualifications essentially in the job that um, that make certain folks ineligible for the job um, and seeing if those barriers actually serve the city's interests. So, you know, if, if we require a bachelor's degree for a position that really doesn't need that, um, looking at a different way to address education and experience is, is one way we can remove that barrier. Um, 
So experience might maybe take the place of a bachelor's degree or something like that in a situation like that. Right. Or some combination of, uh, you know, maybe it's an associate's degree or two years worth of college credits that didn't necessarily result in a degree plus experience is, is just one example. And I think really it boils down to, like you said, just getting the best person for the job and giving them what they need to be successful in that job. Exactly. It's about getting the best qualified candidate for the job and taking a fresh look at what the best qualified candidate might be and what attributes they might have. I just think that's great because I I look at even just recruitment five years ago compared to recruitment you know now, and, and you really don't think five years is that long, but it really is. Yeah, you know, a lot has changed. Um, our one of our senior HR analysts would compare it to getting a new cell phone. You know, the oh, average yeah. person gets a new cell phone every two to three years in the United States, um, and recruiting changes just as fast as technology. And we need to be adaptable and flexible to keep up. Yeah, I really like that analogy too, because I mean, things change so quickly. And I really think again, you know, however, we're setting those ways that we are making it not accessible for a person to apply for a job setting that now they possibly can, and they can get that job and come into the workforce. And I just think what we're doing is is really important as far as getting good candidates here in Sparks. I, I couldn't agree more. You know, I think the most obvious example of where we've made some of these changes is in the police department. Uh, several years ago, there was a barrier uh, that folks couldn't have tattoos um, mm-hmm. that were visible with a uniform on, um, so nothing on their forearms, etc. Um, we've removed that barrier, and it has actually helped those officers who do have tattoos in those locations uh, be better partners in the community. Yeah. You know, it's a conversation relatable. starter. Yeah. Yes, relatable. You know, people will compliment them on their tattoos and ask where they got them done yeah. and vice versa. And it it helps those police officers connect with members of the community. Well, I hope that, um, you know, just really talking about recruitment here in this podcast will really help people to apply and to to come in and, and see, you know, the, the opportunities that are here at the city. I certainly hope so. Yeah, me too. So um, how do we start to make sure that every employee really feels like they belong? We're all such unique individuals. So what does that look like with these initiatives? I I think the first thing is to let go of our assumptions. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because someone looks a certain way or speaks a certain way doesn't mean that we understand everything about their background. You know, we don't even understand everything about the backgrounds of our closest friends. So how could we assume that we know everything about someone we've just met? Um, You know, when we think about belonging, we don't want to think just about fitting in. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, fitting in might mean that you have to hide something about yourself, or at least that you feel like you have to hide something about yourself to fit into the mold that is created for you before you even get there. Um, But we want people to be able to bring their whole selves to work, whether that means, you know, being able to talk about their 
partner without uh, fear of being treated differently by, by others. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because I think we do, and I don't think it's intentional, but I think a lot of us just have biases. And I think just being aware of those biases or even just thinking through, am I being biased about something? I think that's so important with these initiatives. And I know I have learned a lot just just me personally going through some of these workshops and and thinking what I just need to leave those biases at the door if if um I have a position open or I will and and what that looks like for that person coming in and what perspective they can bring that will be unique to this job that I don't have and how beneficial that would be to have somebody completely with different ideas you know come in and be able to help me in any position really right i think it's really important to acknowledge that we all have biases. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if we are going to create an inclusive organization, we have to be willing to wonder whether we have yeah. biases about a certain issue and to address those biases and mm-hmm. confront them. Um, and, you know, having a bias doesn't mean that you're a bad person or um, it doesn't even mean that you're ignorant about a particular topic. It It means that you've grown up in the culture in which we live that has biases and, um, and we just have to be willing to think about and confront those and think outside the box that we put all of ourselves in. And I think being open to other points of view is part of this, right? Absolutely. Um, You know, back to serving all of our residents, visitors and businesses, we have to be open to hearing other points of view in order to get new and better ideas. I just I really I really like that. I really hope people are are understanding this a little bit better. It's not just about one specific issue. It's it's a it's an all inclusive topic. And I and I just Really, I'm appreciating you talking to me about it. Um, you know, just really listening and learning from people is so important too. And I do remember um, city manager Neil Crute saying that um, these efforts aren't about hiring quotas or getting rid of cur- current employees. They're about making sure current and future employees and all those cert- people we serve feel welcome in the city. Absolutely. Uh, You know, the city has so many great services for the public, and we want people to feel safe and welcome in asking about those services and applying for those programs. Uh, And as far as our employees, we want people to be happy at work. And people aren't going to be happy at work if they don't feel like they can be a version of themselves. In our new employee contracts, too, there's been different things on there like paternity leave or foster care and um, adoption leave, things like that that were not even thought of years before. So would you want to mention a little bit about that? Sure. Uh, To several of our employee resolutions, uh, so those govern our management professional and technical employees, which is a lot of the folks here at City Hall and, and many others throughout the city. Uh, our police deputy chief's resolution and the resolution governing our assistant city attorneys. Uh, We added uh, and city council recently approved uh, four weeks of paid parental leave for folks uh, 
uh, who've either just had a new baby or have just uh, gotten a foster or adopted child placed with them. Um, you know, we did that for a couple reasons. Uh, the first reason for adding that paid parental leave, frankly, is to be more competitive with the private sector to get mm-hmm. highly qualified employees who may be looking at more than just pay when they're considering whether to come to the city. Uh, Paid parental leave is becoming more and more common in the private sector, and we want to create as many draws as possible as we can for people to come to the city from private employers. In addition to that, you know, the burden of having a new child and raising a child uh, often falls more heavily on women or the person who gave birth. Um, so providing paid parental leave is one way to, uh, even the scales a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think benefits are so important. And that's one that I could just think of right off the bat that I thought was just such a great addition and really might draw some people to apply for jobs knowing that that's, that's a, a part of what they can you know get here. We certainly hope so. Yeah, exactly. So I, I want to go back to you saying before that diversity, going back to kind of what diversity means, but diversity is being invited to the party. And this is, I just love that you said this, equity of ha- is having snacks at the party that fit your dietary needs. And inclusion is having a blast at the party. Who doesn't want to have a blast at the party, honestly? And um, I just think that we here, and I just see such great initiatives, we want everybody to have a blast at the party here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, city manager Neil Krutz gave that analogy in in that video you put together. And, you know, that's all about being able to bring your whole self to work um, or your whole self into the city, whether you're joining a parks and recreation department program or trying to get a business license, whatever it is that you're seeking from the city. um, We want everybody to have a blast at our party. Yeah, and feel welcome and included, I think is great. Another um, topic I wanted to talk to you about is we have a new diversity, equity, and inclusion board. Can you tell me why that's important to the city? Yes. You know, as part of seeking out other perspectives, it was very important to the city council and the city manager and myself um, and many of our employees throughout the organization that – we seek perspectives that aren't just from city employees and aren't just from the folks who often apply for other boards and commissions. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was really a targeted board um, that is directed at addressing and making recommendations about equity and inclusion issues at the city. And I know it's new, probably only a couple meetings in right now. Yes, our first meeting was in June, and we just had our second meeting on uh, July 12th. So how is that going? And are you finding the conversations being pretty open at that board? Yes, uh, the the conversations have been very open. Um, We have a wonderful board that is eager to learn and to discuss these really important topics. Um, They have lots of great ideas, both big and small. And I'm really excited to see what they accomplish. That's so great. I mean, what a great addition to our boards and commissions. I think that's great. Yes, we're so happy to have all of our board members on board. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about um, diversity, equity, and inclusion, what that means to the city. What have I missed, Allison, that might be something that you really want the public to know about our initiatives here at the city? 
You know, I, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, even though we've been working on these initiatives for more than two years now, you know, it was more than two years ago that city council first asked for us to put together a, a diversity commission. Um, but even given that passage of time, I think it's important to acknowledge that we are in the very early stages of this effort. Um, I have a lot to learn. We as an organization have a lot to learn and, um, you know, we can't, we can't learn if we're not listening and right. we, we want to listen. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a perfect way to end. I mean, listening, I think that that's the key to really this whole initiative is just listening and hearing different perspectives, what people have to say and, um, putting our, bi- checking our biases at the door. Yes. And, and, you know, we can't just listen, though. Um, I think listening is an essential uh, but insufficient step. Um, mm-hmm. We have to listen and process what we've heard and take action on it to be a more equitable and inclusive city. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be putting out more information, too, on, on these topics and, you know, just really invite the conversation, I think. So. Thank you. Uh, Thanks so much, Allison. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again next time.